everyone, this is Sarah Durrett, and here's my next podcast for combat sexual harassment. If you are not familiar with me, I started a little grassroots initiative in the city of St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and its focus is on sexual harassment and assault that happens in public spaces. It also includes um, other spaces like uh, such as like public transportation, which technically isn't a fully public space, but it is predominantly, you know, patroned by the public. So I wanted to discuss something that's been really intense for me lately. I live in a neighborhood called Tower Grove South. It's pretty close to like main downtown St. Louis, not very far at least. And there's a couple neighborhoods that are around me that have a large issue with um, prostitution. And, you know, street working, uh, pimps, johns, the like and I have nothing against women that have been um, you know trafficked into something like this or for some reason something has happened to their life that they feel like they have to make money this way whether it was by choice or by force I have nothing against them um, but I have everything against the men or you know women whoever it is that become their patrons, you know, basically that are, um, you know, purchasing, uh, their affection with, uh, these people and also the pimps that, uh, have trafficked, you know, or have made this prostitution ring as well. So when I walk, uh, inside of these neighborhoods, I I take public transportation solely. I just don't have a car down here in the city right now. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me too much. It's an annoyance, but like I, I value city living and being able to use a public transportation system. And uh, since I work, you know, in an area that doesn't have great parking, it's really helpful for me. So, anyways, I walk a lot. I take buses, so on and so forth. If I'm even remotely near these neighborhoods, I get these at least Johns rolling up next to me in their car, hollering at me to come to their car. And today it happened again. And it it was so bothersome to me that I, I decided to actually do something about it. Like I, I pulled out my phone, I turned on my camera and started a video recording took a um, video of their expired temp tags on the back of their very nice Cadillac car and or uh, I think it was a Cadillac but it was, it was a very nice modeled car and I um, then approached the uh, passenger side of the car so initially this guy had honked at me and waved me to come over so I, I did um, decided to be a little bit brazen and do so and take it upon myself to put my life at risk and try to get some more information on this person so hopefully to notify the police um and I uh you know he was like hey I wanted to you know what's your name how are you doing what's your name and I gave him a fake name he was like oh I'm just trying to do a meet and greet and he saw me record 
the back of his car so he's not going to say anything incriminating um, against himself and he's like oh I just want to meet and greet you know can I have your number or here's my number my name's Jay or whatever it was very basic talk um, not implying what he was actually wanting and uh, I've heard from many women that are in the area that used to be sex workers or that have been trafficked that they will not say anything incriminating they know what the laws are and they will stay within the bounds of uh, the law so they don't get in trouble especially of course if they're being video recorded so I had my phone down at uh, once I came you know, near him just so you could hear the audio and then I put it on his face once I was done with it I was just tired and I didn't want to talk anymore it was all very quick but I'm just I'm frustrated with this situation because it happens to me so frequently um, and I showed it to um, the uh, police captain in another neighborhood who I have a lot of respect for he's actually you know always been very honest um, and willing to listen to hear me out while I'm doing this organization combat sexual harassment but basically the city of St. Louis does not have enough manpower to even try to pursue these people even though he had an expired uh, tag which is actually illegal um, there's no manpower and I feel that this is a repeated saying over and over and over again and they are down severely in numbers in their police force so this is an actuality it's not as though they're just making this up but I want to know what the million different reasons are that we that we can't keep police officers in our city like I know a lot of it it's, it's the political climate it's the poor pay it's the high hours of working it's the lack of resources rough conditions it's a lot of things but nothing's being done to remedy it and I don't know what that solution is that's what we need to find out because this plays an effect of you know anything from homicides to rapes to muggings it all plays together like we're all in this together um, sex crimes are just as important as a lot of other crimes but they're seen as not as important um, I've kind of you know observed that over the past few months uh, since I started this and it's really unfortunate right now they at least as of a few months ago they only had one person working in the human trafficking department that was the department one person that person actually got promoted to a state um, position so he's now working for uh, Missouri as a whole in Jefferson City um, which kudos to him because he was wonderful doing as much as he could now they have um, someone else that has taken this place but I don't think that she probably has any help either I'm trying to get a hold of her actually um, I left her a voicemail a few days ago so I hope everything's going good for her and she has as much backing as possible but how can you <laughs> like there's there's no resources there's hardly any police officers to help her like she's probably running the show by herself again just like he was so one person one person in the whole city is running this and we supposedly have you know really good um, department or that you know that we have someone dedicated to this I guess you could say 
but how can you possibly do this for the whole city by yourself? This is so much. It's day in, day out. Like I was sitting at a bus stop waiting for a bus um, just after coming out of a a community-oriented meeting that was um, to be helpful for our city and our communities. Um, And I got two guys that pulled over and honked at me and hollered at me from their cars. Two. And I was just trying to get home. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to get home. So imagine amplifying that by however many women or queer man, uh, males, you know, anyone that's considered himself as femi, you know, anyone that's uh, a larger target for these people. Imagine amplifying that to, you know, how many people there are. Isn't that insane? Like, I'm just one person. I'm dealing with this constantly when I'm in these areas. And I've had people, unfortunately, tell me that they're teenage daughters, they're uh, adolescent nieces. It's not just adults to adults. This is also um, focusing on grooming in child sex, um, trafficking children. This is highly illegal disgusting, horrible um, experiences that people are having, but the police can't do anything about it. Basically, what I was told is that there's not enough man uh, power, or man-woman power, you get what I mean, and that it would have to be something that was as bad as a felony for them to pursue it. If it was something that would be a misdemeanor, they probably won't make the effort to do anything about it. That's scary to me because we already don't really have much by way of harassment laws. Um, Basically, my understanding of the definition of harassment, and I'm talking about outside the workplace, outside of the school system, um, is that it has to be continuous and with the same person. It can't be just a one-time bad experience or scary experience. It has to be something that was repeatedly done um, by the same person. Same thing for stalking. There's no covering for a person if they are out on the street and someone yells at them explicit um, comments or sexualized comments of what they want to do to the person. Like if someone yells at you that they're going to rape you, um, you know, you could probably call 911, but I honestly couldn't tell you what uh, ramifications would come from that. I'm feeling like there's none. And that's what we're up against right now. What I'm up against um, in doing this organization, Combat Sexual Harassment, everything that I'm pretty much doing, aside from the assaults, uh, there's no legal covering you know, for the work that I'm doing and the culture that I'm combating. Um, and it's, it's even scary that when someone's assaulted, it's still a struggle to, um, you know, have the perpetrator go to jail. Like it happens. Sure. But there was the Tower Grove, uh, Groper here in Tower Grove Park area last year. And he repeatedly groped women, ran up 
um, behind them, grab them by uh, their body, usually the genital area, and would run off or drive off. And it took a while to get him, and then something happened legally that flubbed up. They had to drop the charges and then wait to recharge him. That's scary because they didn't even tell one of the victims until two weeks later that he had been released. So, and the incident happened nearby her home. So, it's the victims are not advocated for, not really. Like, yes, I'm sure that there's good people in the system that are doing their job, and I am a full, again a full supporter of the police and the uh, the the system that's supposed to be there for us, but. I don't feel like it's able to be utilized in the way that it should be. Like if you live in the city, you're taking your risk. And yes, people are going to say that. Well, just move out of the city. I shouldn't have to. <laughs> it's not how this is not how it's supposed to work. We're supposed to be able to make our lives safer. And I fear that there is no map, no path to make that happen right now. Not with anything really. So I digress. I wanted to make this as a awareness podcast. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put my city on blast as something horrible because I, I have hope for it. But today the hope got a little bit less. So if you happen to know anyone that has a passion for this cause and wants to do something about it and they have the capability of doing so, let me know. I would love to be able to discuss with people about legislation um, and how to best handle what's going on in our city, especially in regard to these Johns and these pimps, because that has to go. Alrighty, a little update on St. Louis. Bye, y'all.